Now, for all of you thinking, oh, I thought he wasn't going to preach tonight. It will be short, I promise, okay, so you have to listen. Oh, You know, I, I really love this time of year, and I love watching Christmas movies and specials. But there's sometimes I watch these Christmas movies and specials, and I have no idea what they have to do with Christmas. You ever watch some of those? What does it have to do with Christmas? And I heard someone say recently that Christmas means different things to different people. That sounds so politically correct, but it's so wrong. It is just, it's just so wrong. Do we really do all the shopping and all the decorating and all the cooking and truly forget whose birthday it is? I mean, it's Jesus' birthday. And this season, it's important to remember his birth and why that should be so important to all of us. So let's turn, if we will, to Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 8 through 14. I'm going to read that. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. It's important to understand that the angel, or God literally, basically gave this announcement to the shepherds. You ever think about that? That's who he announced it to first. It helps us grasp the true meaning of Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And he chose to give that message. He chose to tell it first to shepherds. Now, shepherds were not on the top of the social ladder here. Okay? You think about it. They were, they, were not, they were not on top. They had no power. They had no influence. They lived in a field with a bunch of animals, right? These were not your highest ranked people. They, 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 they didn't have any respect. They, they didn't have any privilege. Yet God's angel came and spoke to them and said, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. In that one simple announcement, one simple announcement, God made known some very important truths. And we'll share one tonight and the next one tomorrow. The first one is that God knows you and you're important to him. God knows you individually. Every one of you sitting here, God knows you and you are extremely important to him. Think about it. Throughout the Bible, God seems to use or God seems to come around and and he, he uses people that the world would not really recognize as sometimes usable. But God sees them and he loves honoring and using people that the world would feel like they're insignificant or would be ignored. But God seems to pull those people out and have have a special use for them because he loves them, because they're important to him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, it says this. Paul says this, brothers, think of what you were before you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God shows the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God shows the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. Remember Joseph? Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers and taken off to Egypt. So here's a guy who's a slave, yet God uses him to deliver a very important message to Pharaoh. God uses people. A slave is brought out of the dungeon to interpret a dream, to give a message. God loves to use the lowly. God loves to use the unexpected to show his power. It shows, he shows himself to be even greater when he does that. I love the songs that were sung here tonight, just talking about how, you know, this was unexpected. Not, you know, it wasn't on Fox News that, you know, here comes Jesus and all these kinds of things. You'd think that a guy would wait and be able to blare it out there. And that's not the way it was done. God chooses to first tell shepherds about it. When over 5,000 people were hungry one day as they listened to Jesus speak, Jesus chose to use one little boy with two fish and five loaves of bread to feed them all. When God decided to select a mother for his one and only son, he skipped past all the great cities, okay, all the powerful people, and, and he goes to an insignificant village in Nazareth. He found a peasant girl there. She wasn't dressed in the finest clothes. She didn't have the most uh, impressive education, but she had a pure heart. And that's what God is looking for. God is looking for people with pure hearts. God is looking for people who are ready to be used. And he selected her to be the mother of the, his only begotten son, a peasant girl. Again, if you, were, if you were laying out the story in this day and age, it would be, oh, you know, he was born into a family this way and that way. And I was he brought up. He's, he's, he is brought up by a peasant girl. God loves to use the lowly. God loves to use those who the rest of the world feels like is insignificant. You know, Jesus wasn't born at Cincinnati Children's Hospital or any of the other great hospitals we have here in Cincinnati. Phenomenal places. He wasn't born there. He was, he was, born, he was born in a manger, a stable. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes and he was laid in that manger. You know, the world looks at that again and says, this is complete foolishness. What kind, of, what, kind of story, what kind of story is this? C- come up with something better if you really want to get our attention. Come up with something that's flashy. But God doesn't need to be flashy. It just needs to be true. The world says it's foolish. And in 1 Corinthians 1.25 it says, The foolishness of God is wiser than, than man's wisdom. And the weaknesses of God is stronger than man's strength. When God makes this announcement, he delivers it to shepherds. It's like when Jesus was speaking in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, basically, you know, if God cares about the, the, the sparrows and cares about the lilies of the field, he also cares about you. If God cares about shepherds, then God cares about you. God cares about every single one of us. If God cares about shepherds, then he cares about us. The world needs to hear that. It really does. Especially now with all the things that are going on. The orphan needs to hear that. The orphan who's going to bed tonight without parents or presence needs to hear that. 
The widow who's trying to feed her family needs to hear that. The homeless person who's drinking to try to forget their past needs to hear that. The person who's lost their home or lost their job needs to hear that. The lonely person needs to hear that. The person who has faced tragedy and loss, even this year, needs to hear that. We all need to hear that. We've all experienced what it feels like to be rejected. We've all experienced what it feels like to to deal with pain and sorrow. We all need to hear that message. That our God loves us. That our God knows us. He knows us. You may think, you know, I don't matter. I'm I'm coming, I'm sitting here tonight and my, you know, my my life doesn't matter. Been through this whole year and what, what have I accomplished? My life just doesn't matter. And God says, no, that's wrong. That is wrong. Your life does matter. I made this announcement to the shepherds. And I make it to you, unto you, this day in the town of David, a Savior has been born, unto you. I wish I could see all your faces and kind of individually name every one of you, be here all night. But unto you, sitting out here, all of us, a Savior has been born because God loves us and he knows us. The birth of Jesus is a message to every single one of us. The birth of Jesus Christ is a message to you. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, Ephesians says that it's a gift, not by works, that no one could boast. God did it all. He loved you so much, he did it all. When we were separated from him because of our sin, He sent Jesus Christ into the world in a manger to live a perfect, sinless life, to die on a cross so that you and I could have a relationship. We brought back into a relationship with God. I was thinking about this yesterday and today. Wouldn't it be really, really cool if tonight was your spiritual birthday? Some of you have been coming to this church for a while. Maybe you come for the very first time in your entire life to church. But I have a very simple message for you. God knows you for the foundation of the world. God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world. He wants to have that close, intimate relationship with you. He wants to be brought back into relationship with you. And that happens through his son Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. If you would, just close your eyes. Just, just close your eyes as we close here tonight. It's Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. Why? Because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Why was he born? He was born, brought into this world, because God so loves you. And he wants to have that relationship with you. And yes, he's talking to you tonight. What a celebration. What a celebration. If you would receive that gift of his son tonight. You know, God, it says in Ephesians that God gives us this gift. A gift 
is either received or rejected. So tonight, if you've never received that gift, you've been on the edge, you've kind of been thinking about it, but tonight could be your spiritual birthday. God says that we can be adopted into his family. And so I just want to ask you tonight, very simply, do you want to receive that gift? I'm not going to make you do anything, come forward or raise your hand or anything. It's between you and the Lord. But if you want to receive that gift, just a gesture to your, just a gesture to God. Just hold your hand out. Hold it you know, to wherever you want to. It doesn't matter. Everybody's eyes are closed. It doesn't really matter. But just hold your hand or your hands out and receive that gift tonight. When we ask Christ to come into our lives, our lives are completely transformed. You don't have to do this alone anymore. You don't have to walk this life alone. You don't have to deal with those addictions anymore by yourself. You don't have to struggle with your finances any longer by yourself. You don't have to deal with your past and your struggles any longer by yourself. Because now you have Jesus Christ living in you. The Holy Spirit walking with you and helping guide you every step of the way. That is what Christmas is all about. The present that Jesus wants tonight on his birthday is your life. That is what brings joy to his life. And the heavens rejoice. So if you held out your hands tonight and received that gift, the heavens are rejoicing and your life will be changed forever. Because a little baby was born and grew up to save the world. Father God, thank you for this night. Thank you for this time that we can spend together. And Father, we rejoice and we celebrate with the lighting of candles, Lord God. We celebrate this Christmas and we celebrate those people tonight who reached out their hand and received that gift from you for the very first time. We can rejoice. We can say thank you. Because of the miracle of your son, Jesus Christ. We give it all to you, Lord God. In your son's name. Amen.